Hey everyone, it's the Benny Bros. This is Joe Benny. And I'm Rob Benny. And this is the Educate, Train, Inspire podcast, episode two. In this episode, we're going to go over our No Ground Ball Squad movement. Um, the reason behind it, why we call it the No Ground Ball Squad, uh, why we call it the No Ground Ball Squad, and uh, dive a little bit into our hitting philosophy um, that is advanced, but we believe is is very important and the right way to hit. Yeah, I mean, you say advanced, but sometimes I feel like it's actually we simplify it a little bit. I think people get too caught up in the idea of what we're trying to do, and it's actually just pretty simple. Just, you know, just teaching an approach to these kids, trying to think outside the box a little bit instead of just, you know, trying to put the ball in play, trying to make contact. There's, you know, there's more to baseball than that. And if you want to reach the high school level, college level, you know, maybe to some kids, the pro level, you need to start developing this. And the younger you are, that you start to get the get the concept the better so i mean i think it's something people kind of avoid doing in, until it's too late no i think you hit the nail on the head people even though it's in a, the approach is advanced in terms of this is what big leaguers do it is a very simple way to hit and i think people get lost in the fact that oh the Benny brothers are trying to hit are trying to teach kids to only hit home runs they want home runs or nothing and believe me if i can teach a player to only hit a home run every time with the bat I think I'd be more valuable as a big league hitting coach than a coach of, you know, 10, 11, 12 year olds. But no, the hitting philosophy is very simple. The reason we call it the no ground ball squad is because we don't want ground balls. Uh, ground balls are outs. Um, at nine, 10 years old, maybe you squeak, th- squeak a few through for hits. A couple might turn into errors and you have big innings. But once again, that goes into you're only trying to win. If I tell a kid to throw his hands at the ball, just put the ball in play and hope for the best. I don't I, you're not really teaching much because as as they advance putting the ball in play isn't good enough. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I mean, you never go to a game no matter what level and you're never impressed by hitting like a, a player hitting a ground ball. It's always that ball driven, you know, up the middle in the gaps or over outfielders heads or even over the fence. So, yeah, we're not sitting there trying to tell these kids to hit home runs, but sometimes, you know, you know, we want to get that aggression out of them in the box and, you know, in the game. And sometimes, hey, try, try to go up there and try to hit a home run. And, you know, that just simple words like that just kind of triggers the mind to, to actually try to do damage at the plate and try to drive the baseball instead of just making contact. Because, I mean, like I said earlier, a lot of kids just sometimes they find it okay just, you know, making contact enough. That's you not know, the win. And, you know, it might be a win at 9-10, but it's not a win, you know, once you hit 13, 14, 15 going to high school and, Definitely not a win in college or pro ball. So I think, uh, like I said earlier, they learn this the better. No, 100%. And that's the, and that's the big, I think, misunderstanding with with it all. I mean, one, the swing we're teaching is um, it's to create depth in the swing. You want your barrel to get to the back of the zone as soon as possible, and you want that slide upward path. I mean, Ted Williams, in, the, in his book, Science of Hitting, you know, 70 years ago, was explaining how the upward path is so super important and We'll obviously dive into that on with YouTube videos and where it's easier to demonstrate. But you want your bat in the back of the zone as soon as possible because then as it comes through the zone, you know, there's more room for error. And that's basically what we're giving our players, more room for error. So they can be beat by a fastball. They can be out in front of a breaking ball. And they're, they're still getting barrels on the ball. Um, and we're looking to drive the ball. So we call it no ground ball squad because we're, we're, we're telling these kids and we're going to reward them for them driving the baseball. You can hit a hard ground ball. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get much of a reaction from us. I mean, like Robert said perfectly, anyone can hit the ball on the ground. Um, 
driving the baseball not everyone can do. And I think even right now, even if they're long or deep flyouts or pop-ups, it's okay. They're 10, 11, 12 years old. I really don't care what their stats are. But, you know, as they get stronger and older, those those long fly balls or those miss, just miss hits for pop-ups turn into doubles or home runs. And that's, and that's really our philosophy. You know, teach it as, as young as you can. Like Robert said, even though it's in advanced in the terms of this is what big leaguers use and some people think it's this overcomplicated thing that 10-year-olds can't do, it's actually very simple. Put the kids in a good hitting position on time and then tell them to hit the ever-living crap out of the ball and try to drive it over the fence. And uh, they have fun doing it in the process. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like we're sitting here saying, you know, if you get a ground ball base hit, that's bad. Or, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself as a player. But, I mean, that's just is not your ultimate goal in the box. I mean, you're stepping in the box. You might see one pitch or two pitches. And that's even if you swing the bat. So, I mean, you should be trying to really, you know, explode on that baseball and try to do damage, try to have RBIs, extra base hits, get that slugging up. And, and well, I'm glad that. you said slugging because the game, and I think people that are so involved, are so big on throw your hands at the ball, put the ball in play, are just average guys. Oh, you know, your, av- your batting average, you know, the high percentage of ground balls, you're putting the ball in play. The more times you put the ball in play, the better chance you get of hits. And average, no one cares about average nowadays. Average is irrelevant for the most part. It's all about OPS slugging and on base percentage you can hit 330 but you, if your on base is 350 and your slugging is 400 you're considered an av- a below average player but if you're hitting 280 or even 270 with an on base percentage of 400 and you're slugging 550 like an Aaron Judge you're considered one of the game's best you know slugging is is all people look at nowadays what are you doing when you do when you do hit the ball I mean you put the ball on the ground you're pretty much limited to a single Maybe if you get lucky and hit it down the line, a double. But you're not really looking at many triples or home. Definitely no home runs on the ground. Yeah. You know, we don't count Little League home runs here. So, <laughs> and I just think that's the way to look at it, too. Um, it, it's just, we, we call it the no ground ball squad so we can have fun with it. But, you know, it's so much more than just a swing. And, we'll, we like I said, we'll dive into the mechanics of things um, over time and post some videos so it's easier to demonstrate. And if you don't now, follow our, our Facebook page, Triple Crown Baseball. And follow us on uh, Twitter at Benny Baseball as well as Instagram Benny Baseball because right we do a lot of breakdowns of professional baseball players' swings. You know we really love Cody Bellinger right now, but the big thing is the the approach to no ground ball squad too. Like what are you trying to do when you go up there? We preach to our kids we're looking for the pitch we can hit a home run on. We're not just oh it's a strike you got to swing at it Johnny. No, I'd rather our guys go down with two strikes waiting for that pitch and then putting the first ball in play and now they're 0 for one. Take that be. I'd rather be 0-1, 0-2 in the count rather than 0 for 1, 0 for 2 just because you're looking to put the bat in the ball. Yeah, I mean, I love that too. I mean, you can tie on on base with uh, the OPS just because with this approach, you're looking for a good pitch, okay? You're looking for a pitch that you can elevate, you know, drive over drive over the outfield's head during the gap. And with this approach also, you know, it helps limit from chasing because so uh, dead red on a good pitch in the zone. So, I mean, that right there helps you on base because you might draw some more walks or go deeper at the counts and and it just ties into so much more than just a swing and uh you know you can see that our kids really when they buy into it you know the improvements over time through games and just the contact they make in games and in batting practice when they're looking for a good pitch to hit and driving the baseball i mean it's it's, it's very impressive and it's definitely a movement people need to buy into instead of just getting stuck into old ways and just putting the ball in play, chasing, trying to pitch, even in batting practice, you know, 
I have to talk to kids sometimes. Like, you don't have to swing at every single pitch I throw to you. Even if it's a borderline strike, look for something you can handle. Look for something you could put hard into play, you know, preferably gap to gap. Because, um, so you know, get kids, you know, people throw it through to them in the past that, you know, they might just throw a strike and be like, oh, come on, you got to hit that. It's like, well, look for a good pitch to hit and barrel it up. I promise you all the time that took batting practice during my professional career, I never got in trouble for putting a ball over the fence. But the hitting coach would say something to me if I chased a bad pitch and just put it in play on the ground. It's, it's just a concept. And like Robert said, I think more people need to flat out buy into it because it's where the game has gone. The game is 100% evolved to no ground ball squad. It really has. Big leaguers do not want to put the ball on the ground. Great college baseball players do not want to put the ball on the ground. They want to drive the ball. And if you watch big league games, these guys are looking for one spot. You know, everyone's like, oh, strikeouts are bad. No, they're not. They're not bad. It's the same thing as grounding out. Obviously, there's situations you don't want to strike out. Yeah, there's men in scoring position. You in that situation, man, man on third, less than two outs yet, infield back. You want to just get the ball and play with two strikes so you can just get the run in. But besides that, you're looking to do damage. It's 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 flat out where the game has gone to. The game has gone to trying to get the ball in the air, barrel to the back of the zone. Pitching is better than ever. They throw harder than ever at younger ages, all the way up through now. It's power pitching versus power hitting. And like Robert said, with this approach and with this with this kind of like lifestyle as a hitter, you're going to work more walks and you're going to do more damage. And it's something as simple as buying in. And I think, I think it's very evident to the people to our with our players, especially you know, how much how much more improvement there is, is obvious when they buy into it. And you know, our you know our boys can flat out hit because of because of this you know very advanced approach in terms of these are what big leaguers are doing but also how very simple it is to just throw into a game. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's just the way the game's evolving now. I mean, not on, just on top of the pitching being so dominant now. I mean, the defenders. I mean, defense is just outstanding nowadays. Infielders getting the balls better than ever. Uh, outfielders are faster than ever getting the, uh, getting the baseballs. I mean, you got to drive the ball in order to consistently get extra base hits, Getting just getting a hits and production out of all your players. So just uh, it's just something we got to keep evolving and keep moving forward to. And for those who are interested, like for, if you have a high school age son or daughter or whatever the case is, or you are looking into recruiting, I mean, if you're looking into recruiting before your kid's 13, 14 years old, uh, maybe just wait a little longer. <laughs> but if you're in that recruiting age, the one thing scouts, uh, professional scouts and college coaches look for at the plate, they don't look for results necessarily. Um, obviously, if you put four out of the ballpark, that's impressive. But what they look more so for is an approach, uh, you know, an advanced type hitter. When you see um, on scouting reports, oh, this kid is very advanced for his age at the plate. They're not talking about his ability to as a hitter. They're talking about his approach, what he's looking for, how he rarely chases. He takes A plus swings at his pitches. You know, he doesn't let it. He doesn't get cheated, basically. You know, and. It, a hitter who is not advanced and is inconsistent is one that kind of goes up there and you don't know what they're going to swing at. You know, so they, they, they might have a lucky day where they find some holes and go three for four. Our coach is not going to all of a sudden circle their name because they have three hits. They'll be circling the name of the kid who's 0 for 4, who flew out deep four times, but had disciplined at bats, worked the counts, only swung at good pitches. And within that game, they kind of those coaches can kind of tell, okay, that's the zone he looks for. And it was obvious throughout his four at bats and maybe he just didn't get the pitches to do damage on that day. But over a course of a long season, that's the recipe for success rather than the kid who just went three for four with three little bloops because he doesn't know what he's swinging at and he just got lucky on one day. 
So I think that's the way you have to look at things as well. When you're getting scouted or getting recruited, that's what they're looking for at the plate. They're not looking... They really they don't look at for results. No. Unless I mean, the results back up their approach, obviously. Yeah, I mean, like Joe said, you know, people can run into barrels here and there. I mean, it happens. But uh, do you, are you going to the plate, you know, with a plan, knowing what you're doing? Like, you see kids, especially at a young age, you know, they're swinging at every pitch that's thrown at you. It doesn't even matter. I mean, you have to go up there with a plan. You just have a clue of what you're looking for and what you're trying to do at the plate. And it's very obvious, you know, when you have a ball player that – has a has a very good approach and developed approach, and then you have someone who just who's just a swing up there, just trying to slug the ball out or just just trying to hit the ball. And these coaches, I mean, these college coaches, I mean, they've been through the game, they have a lot of experience, they know the differences. So having a developed approach and really showing in the game, working counts, you know, swinging at your pitch, I mean, it's definitely impressive to watch, and it's more impressive than you know someone going up there just swinging and you know might run into a few barrels, but also has ten swings and misses on the day. That's a good point. Compared to you know a guy who might have one or two, but you know it's working deep counts, maybe work the walk, maybe have a couple hard contacts, you know, just couldn't find that luck that day. And my, we're gonna end on this. Let's put it this way: What does a pitching coach say to every pitcher? Force the ground ball. They want the ground balls. Pitchers want ground balls. Position players want ground balls. Pitching coaches want ground balls. They, they, it's always said that the ground ball is a pitcher's best friend. So why do hitting coaches or why do people still get stuck on putting the ball on the ground or just throwing your hands at it and hitting the top of the baseball? It makes no sense. It's, it, and it's not a matter of right or wrong here. It's just this is, this is where the game's flat out evolved, and it's just a fact now. Get on board at No Ground Ball Squad. Become a member of No Ground Ball Squad, and you're going to see your game drastically improve. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's just a mindset. Yeah, it's a mindset everyone should buy into, whether uh, you play softball, baseball. Uh, it's definitely the way the game's going. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed listening. This is our, like I said, this is episode two about No Ground Ball Squad. Um, stay tuned for episode three of the Educate, Train, and Inspire podcast. Thanks for listening.